0: Luck to pass, down the middle has Hilton, and T.Y. Hilton makes the catch at the 25, stays on his feet and gets into the end zone for a touchdown, beating Adoree Jackson for 68 yards. It was a run fake, Adoree Jackson bit, and T.Y. Hilton simply outran him. The sports band lives here on ESPN-UP, and the ESPN-UP app Tanner Hoops with you Monday afternoon. As we start off with a new week, albeit a short week, with the holiday coming up, and we're thankful for it, especially with a blanket of snow coming down and covering Marquette we woke up to this morning. It's Monday, but Rachel Zerby's in studio with us. She's out of ABC Marquette. She's here because she has holiday plans on <laughs> Wednesday, her usual day. Your mother's in town from the Philadelphia yeah, area, and that'll is. be fun. Mine's coming up from Iowa, so it'll be good to spend uh, spend time with our yeah. families and what have you. But, so for that reason, we're glad that you're here on a Monday, nonetheless. Always good seeing you.
1: Uh-huh. It's been a while. It has
0: been a while, hasn't it? You've been busy. I've yeah. been busy with stuff. So, you know, it's good to have you back. Uh, life's been pretty good for you as of late yes. with Philadelphia getting Jimmy Butler, the NBA side of things. I think this is the first time we've had you here since that mm-hmm. happened, but you're liking the trade so far.
1: Absolutely. I mean, him hitting that game winner with point three seconds left on the clock, that is exactly why. We brought Jimmy Butler in, and that is exactly what we needed.
0: They also got Justin Patton, too, and I like him a lot. Yeah,
1: I don't know anything about him. Not sure yet? No. I haven't even. I didn't even know he was part of the deal, I, I'll be I completely think, honest. I
0: mean, that's a big, big get, I think, for Philadelphia. I like him a lot. He's a Creighton guy. He's a guy that I think is going to get better and better as he progresses through his mm-hmm. NBA career. And they do it by giving up a couple of role guys that, you know, they're good players, Sarich and Covington, but yeah. they're not going to help Minnesota win now. Why pass up four first round yeah, draft exactly. picks for it? But. And like,
1: I don't know. Everyone is a little upset that Dario went away because he was like part of the process. Mm-hmm. Like he was one of those guys. But I don't know. It is what it is. We have Jimmy Butler. I don't even care. Like, yeah, I'll miss Dario and Rocco, but.
0: What do you think of Markel Fultz coming off the bench?
1: I honestly wish he would just stay on the bench. No, no, that 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 was mean. But if I have to see him shoot one more free throw, I'm oh, going I to turn off my TV. I know it's what you mean. Cringeworthy. I, I don't get it. Do you think it's Jimmy's horrible.
0: laid into him in the locker room yet? For honestly, that? I hope he does. I bet he has. Everyone
1: always like, oh, Jimmy Butler's gonna like tear that locker room apart. Blah 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 blah. Like, I don't think, I don't think Jimmy Butler's the issue. I think it's the teams he was on. He like throws shade left and right to Minnesota. No. Like on the game winner. He was like, yeah, my teammates and coaches trusted in me, blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, okay, maybe it was Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins who were the problem. Even
0: so, he wasn't afraid to say anything to a guy like Carl Anthony Towns, but I would be. Carl Anthony Towns is a big dude, 7 feet, 248 pounds. Why would you throw shade Uh, at that guy? You've got your whole life to live, but Jimmy does. and So i got to imagine there's been some going on with Hill Fultz. But either way, Philadelphia is on the rise, and they're looking like, They are going to make a deep run in the Eastern Conference playoffs this year.
1: We needed needed to get someone, or it just wasn't. I mean, it was evident in the beginning of the season. Mm You can't compete with Boston or either really Toronto. So now that we have Jimmy, we're back up there.
0: Where do you think this puts them among the teams like Boston, Toronto, and even Milwaukee?
1: I think it puts us ahead of Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. Although Milwaukee, they are doing what I kind of expected. But Mm -hmm. I still think they're kind of like on the back burner just because... I mean, it's Boston yeah. and Toronto, and now we have Jimmy Butler. I don't know. I think Boston is still just my top in the East. I just can never really bet against Brad Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's so smart. He's still going to outcoach Brett Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: he did last year, <laughs> yeah. but it's a whole new season. So, yeah. you know, that, that's the beauty of it. So, you're not concerned from a Philadelphia standpoint that there might be some tension in the locker room like Jimmy could bring any – toxic uh, vibes to it, you're not? I
1: think that's such a lazy thing to say. Okay. I don't know. I just never think they're grown men, they can handle their situations. Mm -hmm. I think the locker room is, like, tearing that apart is just a lame excuse, in a way.
0: Well, and he's done it before, but what's different from this situation is he's on a championship caliber team. He Mm -hmm. wasn't Minnesota, and he wasn't Chicago. You wonder maybe if some of that toxic uh, vibes that Jimmy's been kind of attached yeah. to has to do with the environment that he's been in. But for now sure. that he's in a group with guys who can contend for the NBA mm-hmm. finals this year, maybe that'll be different. I'm just excited to see how he gets along with a guy like MB, because I don't see Joel giving up this team. It's still his oh, team. Oh, no,
1: it's a hundred percent Joel's team. And he made it known. Even Jimmy's first game, Joel went off and mm-hmm. everyone was like, okay, like Joel is making a statement that this is his team. Like it's not Jimmy Butler's, which it, it's how it should be but I I think they would get along well. They both have like I mean not that I know them but just from all like social media standpoint they kind of both have like witty personalities in a mm-hmm. way where they are jokesters and I think Butler and Embiid on the court together are going to get in people's heads. Embiid already owns real estate in people's heads. Kind so. Of does, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah
0: so I'm, I'm excited to see how that turns out even if for some reason, Jimmy were to bring a toxic environment to that locker room. It was still the right move by Philadelphia uh-huh. because they recognize this is their window to win. They've oh, got yeah. the core group right mm-hmm. now, and now they've got a top-five defensive team. Yeah,
1: I-, I can't believe it happened. I will I mean, I'll never forget. Literally, Brecken Breckenridge was five seconds away from kicking off. I got a text. It was like, Jimmy Butler to Philly, and I was like, wait, What? Like, I didn't believe it because I did it. It was kind of out of the blue. Mm -hmm. I go on Twitter and I'm like, what happened? I, I, like, screamed on the sideline. I was looking at the person next to me. I was like, Jimmy Buller's a Philadelphia 76er. And my, I couldn't focus. It took me a while to get refocused on the game. But it was a moment I'll never forget. How
0: about LeBron last night? 51 points. He just absolutely goes off in his, uh, what do you want to say, reunion with Dwayne Wade down in Miami. Um, It took him 16 games to do that. I will say this I'm not comparing them, but Kobe did it once in his n b a career with the Lakers. LeBron took sixteen games for him. I'm not comparing them and what the LeBron's
1: fact. in his sixteenth mm-hmm. season fifteenth
0: I think it is his sixteenth sixteenth game of his sixteenth season. I
1: don't think that man ages no,
0: no, he's still got it
1: yeah and, <laughs> and i I, he I love will. to see it it's amazing
0: he always will um yeah. Did you see Richard Sherman's tweet last night? This is painful. No, I'm hoping the Lakers trade this kid. And the thing is, we don't know if he's talking about Lonzo or Ingram, and it could be either of them. But What was it? I, I don't know who it oh, was about. Oh. It was cryptic in that What sense. did the tweet say, though? That, I wish the Lakers would trade oh, this kid. This oh. is hard to watch. Oh,
1: interesting.
0: I don't know what to make of that Lakers team, because they I... should have a lot more talent to be better than they are right now.
1: If I'm being honest, I haven't really watched much of the Lakers, but I feel like those young guys on their team, I don't want to say they're intimidated by LeBron, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's a little, I don't know, like timid to play with the best player when they're all so young. Mm-hmm. Like think, a lot, like, I mean, I always think Lonzo Ball is overrated. I do too.
0: And Rondo has not lived up to the hype this season. Ingram has just been terrible. Yeah. He's just not been good for them. Uh, Caldwell Pope, oh boy. Yeah, the- and, Kuzma can be good. He's got his night. I think
1: he's better. I'd rather have him than Lonzo. I would, too.
0: I'd definitely take Kuzma over Lonzo. Yeah. And then uh, I think Josh Hart's the second-best player in that team. He was an absolute steal in the draft.
1: Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, I liked him at
0: Nova. But... The only problem is that you look at a guy like Luke Walton, and he's a great NBA mind, a great coach, and a bunch of teams would be so happy to have him. And he's gonna be the scapegoat for the Lakers mm-hmm. problems right now because Magic didn't go out and bring in the best player in the world, match him up with young talent to finish maybe tenth in the Western Conference, and Luke Walton is gonna be the scapegoat. And I really don't think it's his fault.
1: No, it's I mean well, did you see like the drama going on earlier in the season, how like LeBron was about to not quit, but he was like losing his mind because yeah. his team wasn't winning. A little but bit. I was like, what Maybe obviously they have a different eye than do as viewers, but like it's not surprising. Did he expect to go in and win games with that team? No, no. I mean he's
0: gotta he's gotta know. Maybe he's they're not, not just. I mean I
1: don't think they're gelling.
0: No, no, no. Like I,
1: LeBron's dropping fifty points in his sixteenth like. Mm-hmm. I, that's when you know. It is just get out of LeBron's yeah. way and let him go to
0: work and see if anybody's gonna stop him. That's no. that's literally the Laker offense right now. Uh, one way or another, Luke Walton, his time is limited with L.A. right now, and I feel bad about that. Uh, the because Lakers... if
1: LeBron wasn't on the team, this wouldn't even be in question. Like, no, we would 100% not even be on the hot seat. They
0: might actually be a better uh, playoff team than they would be without him right now, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And that's weird to say. But they would be truly more of a team without LeBron. Yeah. And I think they might be a little bit better off than they are right now. Regardless, they should still make the playoffs because they're good enough too. Any LeBron team should make the playoffs. I just don't know that that's going to happen. And if it doesn't, Luke Walton's a Uh scapegoat.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I feel bad
0: for him in that sense. Uh, What else we got? How about college hoops? Uh, This weekend, Michigan put on a show. They win their tournament. Michigan State, they torched Tennessee Tech yesterday. <laughs> hold them to what, thirty three points. That's, it's not, I guess, a surprise, but you know, both those teams are looking pretty good in the early going. I mean, Michigan absolutely throttles Villanova earlier this
1: year. I'm week. sorry, every time anytime you can hold Villanova, what was it? Seventeen points in the first half. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the last time I don't know if there was a last time that Nova scored like no points uh-uh. in a half. No. And then they Lost to Furman, too. That's amazing. Yeah, yep. that made me very happy. So, I don't
0: know if Michigan's happy about that, that Furman beat Villanova, yeah. but you are. Yeah. Uh, you're all right <laughs> with that. Now, Michigan looked good yesterday as they beat Providence 66 to 47. And then again, Michigan State did Michigan State things. They were supposed to have no problems with Tennessee Tech, beat them 101 to 33.
1: I mean, I feel like we mentioned, mentioned this a little the last time I was on. I'll talk about Michigan State once they get in the tournament. Okay. Because I feel like for Michigan State, their regular season, I don't want to say it's irrelevant, but, like, they always have a decent season, and then they get booted from the tournament. Mm -hmm. So what's the point of your regular season if you're just going to lose in the second round of the tournament every year? You know? Like, it's hard. Like, I just want them to prove themselves once in a while. And
0: they haven't lately. And there was a time where Izzo ran March, and Mm -hmm. lately it's just not happened. So he's got to find a way to get back on track. He's not on the hot seat by any means. I don't know. But I don't think he'll ever be on the hot seat. He never will be. No. Yeah, <laughs> I mean coach K. Yeah, I don't think anyone would be like, "Oh,
1: Tom is fired." No. Like it just isn't going to happen. No.
0: <laughs> but uh he he does does have to find a way to prove himself once March comes. Like he used to. You hope he's not losing it just cuz you like as though they're a local team up here and everything. But lately the March success just hasn't been there. And the Spartans have to find a way to turn around with as talented a team as they have. Uh, real quick before we go to break, Northern Michigan women's basketball winning yesterday. They beat Moorhead State, 64 to 52. They're 4-0 to start the season. And Troy Matson said they were going to be a really deep team to start this season. He's right. They're getting contributions from a lot of <laughs> different players. Maybe the only concern with them is as far as scoring goes. Maybe they're top heavy. But it's still November, mm-hmm. and there's still a long time to figure this thing out. Gotta like what you're seeing out of the Wildcat women early on.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I was—I don't f- remember what game it was at, but I was like, whoa, Troy's not lying when he said he wants to play 10 to 12 girls. He's literally subbing five in, five out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just because their competition wasn't that high-caliber team, so he's mixing with rotations and mm-hmm. stuff. But I was like, I mean, anytime you can play 10 to 12 players, it's... And not have a drop-off, yeah. you're, you're in good <laughs> yeah. shape if you
0: can do that. We have Rachel Zerby from ABC Marquette in studio with us. We'll take a timeout. We'll break down the NFL yesterday and the matchup coming up this evening. All that and more is next in the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP and the ESPN-UP app. Check out the UP's live and local sports
1: talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app.
0: Welcome back to the Sports Pen on ESPN UP and the ESPN UP app. Don't forget, Pigskin Paydays back. Pick the winner of each week's game to win. Play all season long for the $100,000 grand prize, only to Jibba Casino, Barriga, and Marquette. Tanner Hoops with you. We're joined by Rachel Zerby, the pride of ABC Marquette. Well, football yesterday what a day it was in the NFL. There was a lot of storylines that you can pick from. You can go to Alex Smith. You can go to the NFC North. And maybe the biggest story is going to be the game coming up tonight. But let's start first and foremost with Alex Smith. I mean, how tough was that to see? And the weird thing is how eerie the similarities were to the injury of Joe Theismann, which was exactly 33 years ago yesterday. The final score was even the same, 23-21. to 21.
1: I really wish I could get the video of me of his leg out of Yeah, my don't leg. look it up if you haven't already. It's <laughs> Yeah, I've made that mistake and I was like, Oh and that yeah, that's tough. Especially the season mm-hmm. the skins we're having.
0: By the way, announced around noon today that Mark Sanchez has a job again. He has been signed by the Redskins to replace Alex Smith. You know,
1: I mean, anytime you see a player go down like that, it's just awful.
0: And you wonder how much that opens up the NFC East because now the Redskins, who are still first place, have to rely on Colt McCoy. Which, by the way, his last victory in the NFL four years ago at Dallas Right,
1: I mean, <laughs> maybe you got to beat Dallas again.
0: I mean, I don't know if this opens things up for Dallas, but right now them and the Giants are the hottest teams in that division right yeah. now, which is weird to say. But I don't know if it opens the door for the Cowboys. Best case scenario, they're 8-8, eight and eight, getting the playoffs, and then they just get tormented mm-hmm. in the first round. But maybe it opens the door for them a little bit, but whatever happens... Whoever wins the NFC East and when they get to the playoffs will oh. be like the Big Ten West champion or a sacrificial lamb.
1: <laughs> yeah, well they'll just get stomped on.
0: So I don't know what that makes the NFC East look like because the Eagles just got embarrassed yesterday. Is there a better team in football right now than the New Orleans Saints?
1: Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so either. <laughs> I
0: mean, it's it's so amazing what they're and they're not nine and one by chance or by a fluke or anything Mm -hmm. like that. I mean, they're a legitimately good football team. Brandon Marshall signing him I think will help, and that defense is just for Mm -hmm. real. I mean, they've done a great job building it up. Drew Brees looks like he has another Super Bowl run left in him. So right right now the Saints are my pick to represent the NFC in the postseason. But don't count out the Rams, because we're really going to uh-huh. see what they're made of tonight. I can't wait for this game. This is going to be fun.
1: I feel like it's been a while since we had a decent Monday night football it game. It kind of has,
0: hasn't <laughs> it? You didn't enjoy the Giants winning last, last weekend over the <laughs> over the 49ers?
1: I don't even think I watched one second of that game, if I'm being completely honest. Well, they,
0: the Giants have won two in a row. Eli was 17 of 18 yesterday, oh, 155 he's passer back. rating.
1: Eli's back.
0: Yeah, I don't know if he was here this year, but he's back. <laughs> No, but the Giants have won two in a row, but they're still three and seven, so they're fairly relevant when it comes to postseason yeah. contention. Uh, getting back to tonight's matchup, though, I cannot wait for this one. I mean, if it lives up to its hype, which I'm hoping it does, uh-huh. then this is going to be the game of the century, and that's not an overstatement. I mean, this is going to be a really, really fun game between two uh, nine and one teams with two big offenses. Mm-hmm. I'm holding on for dear life and fantasy right now because I'm up by about 30 points. I have nobody left. The guy I'm playing has Robert Woods, and Tariq Hill Ooh. still left to play. And with the offense that's going to yeah. happen tonight, I just know I'm going to lose. <laughs> so, I don't know. Regardless, that's I'm going to enjoy yeah. this game as a football fan. I don't know. What do you think the over-under is on them combining for 80 points? 80. 80. I'm going just under. It's 78.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think it's, yeah. I'm going to have to go under. Under
0: eight. Okay. I, I don't know. This is just going to be a lot of fun to watch these two go head, to something head
1: that like I just have a gut feeling that the Chiefs are just going to get, like, demolished. Do you really? Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. I just, like, I mean, the Chiefs are real. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm, like, I'm telling myself it's, like, the Kansas City Chiefs like yeah. at the end of the day you know like Andy Reid yeah, <laughs> like but that's I don't playoffs. know playoffs yeah true if but... this were a
0: playoff game I'd probably agree with you
1: I mean this will have the feel of a playoff it game. will definitely have the feel <laughs>
0: of a playoff game this is going to be yes. a lot of fun either way I don't really care who wins mean, I, I just it, want it I football want game. it to live up to its <laughs> yeah. hype I don't just want a good football game mm-hmm. I want everything that this game's been hyped up to be uh Monday Night Football tonight's going to be a lot yeah. of fun I uh, would like to have seen it at Mexico City. I think that would have been kind of fun, but I'm sure there's a lot of players uh-huh. who are just as happy to be in L.A. Uh, no, that's going to be a fun yeah, football game. I look be. forward to that. Uh, Rams and Chiefs tonight. Neither of them really have a defense, so... I don't know. We'll see whoever's offense can.
1: Hey, I mean, if out. it's a shootout, then I'm here for That's it. That's what I want. Like kind I'd rather like, have a yeah. good
0: offensive game rather than a good defensive game. True. That's what I'm. It's always for.
1: fun to see people score points. Yeah. Yeah, we like that. That <laughs> Sunday night
0: game between the Patriots and Chiefs a few weeks ago that was fun. Mm-hmm. I want a game like that. Yeah. How about last night's Sunday night football game, Bears and Vikings? That tells us a lot about the NFC North. And I know there's a lot of. Hacker and Lions fans are out there paying attention to how that one went, rightfully so, because based on what we saw from the NFC North this week, I think we can move the Bears from likely to win the division to probably going uh-huh. to win the division. They have a game and a half lead right now, and they have a fairly easy schedule coming up ahead. I mean, let's be honest. They haven't played a terribly tough schedule, schedule early like, oh, yeah. on. It has been very, <laughs> very lackadaisical. But they're deceptively good. I think that defense is for real anyway. They're just so fast. And Trubisky is a capable quarterback that if you put him with a good offensive-minded coach, which he has in Matt Nagy, he looks pretty good. Mm -hmm. And he's rushed for more than any quarterback so far this season. So there's a lot to like about this Bears team. No one had high expectations for him coming into this season. But here they are. I
1: mean, like, Khalil Mack is... Y- you know obviously a force on mm-hmm. defense but I just don't yeah I think they're going to win the NFC North but I don't think they're going to do anything
0: I see them maybe winning one playoff game at best I mean yeah. they're not a real Super Bowl no. contender are they no I I just I know they're having such a great regular season but I would pick the Chiefs to go farther in the playoffs than I would the Bears right mm-hmm. now just I I know they're doing about everything right right now I just don't see a reason to believe in them beyond the second round of the playoffs.
1: They just, like, case in point, last night's game, like, they easily could have put the game away so many times, Mm -hmm. but they still let the Vikings, like, back in it. Yeah, that prevent defense was awful. Yeah,
0: Cousins just sat back there and picked it apart, and they had enough plays when they needed to Mm -hmm. to be able to survive and hang on late, but I don't know. But, like, the
1: way that game went, the Bears should have blew out the Vikings. They should have. They dominated the Vikings.
0: (laughs) So, like... You looked at the NFC North, and I was one of these people. A lot of people thought at the beginning of the year the NFC North could have three playoff teams, and none of them would be the Bears, that they were probably thought to be the seller team in the division. I think a lot of people thought Minnesota would probably run the division, Green Bay maybe just a step behind, and the Lions probably a wild card team. But that's not at all looking no. like the way the division's shaking out right now. And we get another marquee matchup next Sunday with Green Bay in Minnesota. We've got the Lions playing the Bears on Sunday, which if the Lions want any hope of making the playoffs, it's a must win. The Vikings have a lot of questions for me because I thought they were getting things figured out defensively. I really thought they were. And then the offense, okay, we knew that the offense was not Mm going to be as good without Pat Shermer. How could it be? You know, he's a great offensive mind. He leaves to take the Giants job. He knew there'd be a little bit of a Mm drop-off with a new coordinator coming in. Should we be surprised that they're not as good with Kirk Cousins and John DeFilippo? I mean, you're a Vikings fan. It seems like they don't have much to their offense besides pure athleticism from Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph, Mm -hmm. and Stephon Diggs, and a healthy Dalvin Cook.
1: Like, if you look at their offense on paper, you would expect them to be a lot better mm-hmm. than they are, <laughs> obviously. But, I don't know, Kirk Cousins, I'm still not sold on him. No. Like, some games he will be, like, exceptionally good. Mm-hmm. But then, like, last night in prime time, like, he was awful.
0: Yeah. It were three quarters where like, he just looked and, like he didn't want And their be there. run
1: game, like, you have Dalvin Cook, like, that first Their drive of the game horrible.
0: told you everything you yeah. need to know. Third and inches, and they take out Cook?
1: I can always tell. Like, as soon as I watched that first drive of the game, I was like, this game is, the Vikings mm-hmm. are going to lose. Like, I don't, I think I'm, like, I don't, like, psychic, I guess is the word. But like, You're a psychic. I can tell by the first, like, two minutes of a game if, Someone's gonna win or not?
0: You're gonna text me after the first drive of tonight's game, and you're gonna okay. tell me the final score. That's...
1: I, I'm not good at predicting scores, but I'll be like, okay, this team is gonna lose. Like I can like feel the momentum. Like I don't know, it's really weird. If and only I'm Vegas rare, would barely, let that happen. Rarely wrong. I should, yeah, you know, I, that's what I should do. I should start betting.
0: We're not gonna promote gambling. We're <laughs> sorry. <laughs> only our Ojibwe casino. What have you? <laughs> only that promotion. <laughs> Uh, No, the NFC North right now still could get multiple playoff teams. But, yes, it is such a – just a mess right now as far as who wants that division. Green Bay had their chance to cling to playoff contention with their game against Seattle last week, and they really – they blew that. Mm -hmm. They have to beat Minnesota. They pretty much have to run the table if they want to get in now.
1: I feel like Minnesota in a way, too. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like everyone just has to win out. They kind of (laughs) do. But, obviously, it's not. Possible.
0: I don't know where the playoff teams are going to come from in the Neither. NFC. The NFC looks like it's top-heavy right now. You've got a really good team in New Orleans who will contend uh-huh. for the Super Bowl. Really good offense, not sold on the defense, particularly Marcus Peters over in L.A. Mm-hmm. And normally, say, that third team maybe is the Vikings. I don't even know who that would be right now. I mean, the NFC's top-heavy right Over in the AFC, though, <laughs> the Chargers are 7-3. and three. They're one play away from being 8-2. and two. And nobody cares. Literally, yeah. nobody cares.
1: I was going to say, I saw, like, something on Twitter. It was like, the Chargers are so-and-so, but no one cares. And Literally, I was like, that's cares. actually right. No one. You never see. Like, I don't know if I have ever met a Chargers fan. Mm-mm. Granted, we're on the East Coast or well, the Midwest. No. Sorry. <laughs> I can't think
0: of anybody. I can't think of a Chargers fan. But even, thing.
1: like, I feel like they're never on TV. No. Like, they're kind of just like, oh, the Chargers. Yeah, they're there. Yeah. You know, they're not going <laughs> to no make a run this year or anything, yeah. but...
0: Texans are 7-3. They've won seven straight. Yeah. I'm still not sold on them either. I would, I'm higher, I think, on New England than I am on them because New England always runs the yeah, table I and they always find a Patriots. way in. <laughs> uh, how about Pittsburgh and their win yesterday? They were just terrible for three and a half quarters, and then they still beat Jacksonville, who played their best game of the season this year. Jags looked like an absolute shell of themselves compared to last season, and Pittsburgh, despite all the Le'Veon Bell problems, found a way to win.
1: Yeah, Pittsburgh is like I feel like a sleeper in a way. Mm-hmm. They're, they're getting, they're getting back, they're coming getting back. back. They're, just, <laughs> they're looking like the Pittsburgh yeah. of old that people
0: were <laughs> expecting out of them. Rachel Zerby from ABC Marquette's in Studio with us coming up. We'll talk about Northern Michigan hockey. They get a big sweep this weekend. All that and more is next in the Sports Pen on ESPN UP, the ESPN UP app. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP, the ESPN-UP app. Don't forget, Pigskin Payday's back. Pick the winner of each week's game to win. Play all season long for the $100,000 grand prize only at Ojibwe Casino, Barriga and Marquette. Tanner Hoops with you. I'm joined by Rachel Zerby. She is from ABC Marquette. Well, Northern Michigan Hockey, obviously they got off to a slow start this year. They were 3-7 and seven heading into this weekend. They played some tough teams to their credit. They played eight straight games against teams that were either ranked in the top 20 at the time or they are now. And Northern's not going to use it as an excuse. They believe they should be up there to the point where they compete with those kind of teams. But they got back on track with a weekend sweep this weekend. And I know that Anchorage is... Not good, okay? They're just flat out not a good team. (laughs) But it came at the right time to Uh have a series like that. Help Northern get back on track, get their feet under them a little bit, build a little confidence. It was good to see them this weekend take care of business, get the sweep like they needed to, including the shutout on Friday, get a little momentum heading into the holiday break.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, I mean, their schedule was pretty tough, so I feel like they needed this sweep more than anything. Granted, it wasn't over the best team, but a sweep is a sweep. And they started to put the pieces together. I think, you know, you got, like, the Rockwood, the mm-hmm. Loggins, Blue. They're starting to find their groove, I think. And mm-hmm. once you get them three going, Northern's going to be tough to stop.
0: I like Craighead, too. Oh, he's yeah. a guy that people didn't he's talk about as much earlier when so the far. season started, and they probably mm-hmm. should be. And I like Lockred a lot. I just like the way he plays.
1: He, oh, my gosh. He's he's my favorite player. right he? he is feisty. Yeah. He doesn't... He's not afraid. No. It's no, amazing. He's the guy that's going to yeah. go
0: up, and he's not a big guy. No, he's 5'6", and he yeah. doesn't care.
1: He's. I mean, on Friday night, at, I was at the game. Every, after, like, every whistle, guys were coming at him. And I'm mm. like, granted, probably because they know he's a freshman, mm. and he is a little physical, so they don't want to get shown up. But I was like, I, li- I like the toughness that he shows
0: and then you've got a guy like Tolvin in the net, and he's just oh, yeah. going to do his thing night in and night out. I mean, he's wall. always going to give you a chance to win. Yeah. He's a brick wall the great wall of Finland or whatever <laughs> he is now. But, now, he does an excellent job. He'll always give you a chance to win. And they needed something like this, to move to 5-7, and seven, get back above 500 mm-hmm. in conference play, because it's really going to get tough here over the next uh, next couple of weeks or so. After the holiday break, they travel just three hours to our east and visit Sault Ste. Marie to take on Lake Superior State. They're a team that I think has been better than a lot of people Uh thought they would be to start this year. They had the big win over Michigan earlier this month, and then Tuesday they head down to Notre Dame. So it's not going to get easier here in the next yeah. week or so.
1: No, that's why that this series sweep came at the right time. I think. Yeah. So they I'm excited to confidence. see this. Sta- yeah.
0: and again, they didn't really turn on till after Christmas last year. Mm-hmm. So there's still a lot of reason to think that this is going to be a really yeah. special season for Northern. I
1: mean, the talent. Yeah. The talent is there. Mm-hmm. Man, no questions asked. So no. they just need to. I think they're they're getting there. They're getting there, and they're going to continue to make strides. Yeah. And
0: I mean, I tell you what, once the Uh, WCHA really gets in full swing, the conference schedule, then it's going to get a lot of fun. I mean, we're going to see this team and what they can Uh really do when you get the Michigan Tech series, when you get Mankato. I mean, those series are going to be a lot of fun. Tell us a lot about this team. Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's going to be a fun hockey season.
0: (laughs) I tell you what, let's look at uh, college football. Let's go back to this weekend, what we learned uh, from teams, maybe in the area and in the college football playoff conversation Alabama struggled against the Citadel in the early going. Then they remembered they were Alabama. Whoever
1: ran Citadel's Twitter account, though, was hilarious. They're like, (laughs) we won, because they won, like, the coin toss. It was hilarious.
0: And they basically won the first half. Uh They went in time 10 to 10, but then Alabama turned it on. It was good to see the Citadel at least hang in there and everything, Mm -hmm. do what they needed to, uh, get a little respect that way. Uh, Clemson does their thing. They win. Notre Dame, I'm pleased because mm-hmm. they rolled a ranked Syracuse team in New York. Uh, playing at Yankee Stadium looked pretty cool, but they win 36-3. to I hope that helps mm-hmm. uh, the committee's decision, what have you. And then Michigan, they continue playing at such a high level. They just look like they have no problems. So top four should remain unchanged. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking tomorrow night when the new rankings come out, they're probably all going to be where they are. Georgia, you know, they're not going to jump Michigan, but they'll get their chance. If they beat Alabama, they'll, they deserve to be
1: in the playoffs. Well, yeah, I, <laughs> absolutely. That should be like an automatic bid in a way. It basically but, is. Whoever
0: wins that game, you're getting a spot in the yeah, college football I was playoff.
1: Just, the other week I was reading up on, like, the college football playoff and Michigan and Georgia, and everyone is saying how they're literally – like the exact same mm-hmm. team in a way.
0: I'd love to see them play. I really would. And that's kind of why I wish we had a 16 playoff because mm-hmm. it'd be the 4 or 5 matchup. Yeah. I'd love to see that game. I think it'd be a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Uh, and, and You know, we can certainly go into expanded playoff talk, but we've done it a lot. <laughs> I think the committee has a decision to make as far as the number six spot. Oklahoma is kind of like the Chiefs or the Rams of college football, they don't have a defense. They're just going to outscore you, mm-hmm. which they can do. But it's not impressive. They beat Kansas 55-40. to 40. And By the way, Les Miles is yeah, back. Yeah, I was going to
1: say. Oh, gosh. Five-year deal with the Jayhawks.
0: <laughs> anyway, Oklahoma has not been winning impressively, but they've been winning. And when you don't have any losses, style points don't count, really. Mm-hmm. They they count a little, but not much. When you have one loss, like Oklahoma does, style points really count. Washington State has been the team no one's talked about, but they're slowly Proving that they belong among the big boys, I'm wondering if the committee has a decision to make as far as moving Washington State ahead of Oklahoma. What do you think?
1: I feel like reputation plays a lot into the college football playoff. That's probably true. Like, I don't think a Washington State is going to jump in Oklahoma just yeah. in terms of like Oklahoma's history, you know, I would like agree. their past, yeah. which I... like stinks in a way because if. You deserve to be that spot. You should have it, but thanks. I would
0: agree with you. I think you're probably right on that, that they're going to give Oklahoma that respect. Maybe how bad the Pac-12 is. Mm-hmm. Big 12 isn't great either, but it's better than the Pac-12. But I'm starting to think, the more I watch these teams, I'm starting to think that Washington State would be Oklahoma's worst nightmare if they played, because Oklahoma just has to outscore you. They, It's a given. You're going to get 40 points on that team whenever you play them. Mm-hmm. And Washington State's known for big offense. Like, that would be the team that could take down Oklahoma in a big way. You know, there's teams that have come close, but, I mean, if Oklahoma's looking at one really embarrassing loss... If there's any team that could deliver that, I'm starting to think it could be Washington State and that's why I kind of hope they play in like a bowl game or something
1: like that. Yeah, that would be fun. Cuz I don't
0: think either of them are playoff no. teams, something really bad can okay. <laughs> But that's why I'm hoping they get paired up in a bowl game somewhere. I think that'd be fun mm-hmm. to see. What did we learn about Ohio State this weekend? I mean, they got taken to the wire where they probably should have lost to Maryland. I mean, it would have ruined all hopes for them to make the college football playoff are they even good enough that mm-hmm. even if the bottom falls out for teams in front of them, are they even good enough to be a top four team anymore?
1: I don't think so. I don't
0: either. I mean, what happened to them
1: over there? It's honestly so nice to go through a college football season without having to hear about Ohio. It State. is, isn't it? But I, now, I like they're gonna Michigan, mm-hmm. now they're probably going to beat Michigan and now they're probably going to be back in the conversation in a way. It, Maybe yeah, they
0: might. I mean, they'll make the case that, you know, we have one loss where the big 10 champs, if they can beat Michigan mm-hmm. and Northwestern, uh, you're gonna hear a lot about Ohio State uh-huh. in the coming weeks. Either way, whatever the result is between <laughs> Ohio State and Michigan, you're gonna hear about uh-huh. it for a long time. I'm just not sold on them this year. And I'm not sold on Dwayne Haskins especially. I I really don't think he's that good of a quarterback, to be honest with you. I really don't, especially not compared to what they've had before. I'd take Will Greer any day, and mm-hmm. I know West Virginia lost this weekend, but I would take him over a guy like Haskins. He just seems like one of the probably the least talented quarterback they've had there in a long time. Um Michigan State lost to Nebraska <laughs> 9-6. to <laughs> Nobody scored a touchdown in that game. Nobody what a fun
1: football game, 9-6. to six. What, that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 field goals. Yeah, it's like
0: <laughs> Jacksonville and, what was it, Tennessee. Didn't they have a game like that, like, last month? I mean.
1: Like, come pff, on. Come on.
0: I know. <laughs> Michigan State looked like they were giving Ohio State some problems last week before they decided, you know, we're going to hand Ohio State this game. They're mm-hmm. like, please take this Urban. Please take this <laughs> W. And they go out and just lay an egg against Nebraska. I don't get it. I really don't with that Michigan State team.
1: Yeah, they've been all over the place this season. hmm You beat, I mean, anytime you can go into Beaver Stadium and beat Penn State. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good win. Yeah, and then you just crap the bed against Nebraska and all these other, like, Arizona State like I don't know they looked horrible against Michigan (laughs) and you know credit Michigan
0: for that but Michigan State come on I mean that's the rival I mean that's a game they should be getting up for Mm -hmm. I don't know what to think about Wisconsin to be honest with you get taken to triple overtime by Purdue this weekend Purdue's better team than people give them Mm -hmm. credit for but they just got blown out by Minnesota and I still think Wisconsin's better than them but nonetheless that's how it played out. Wisconsin hung on, got the win. It's a disappointing year for them, though, because they were supposed to be a playoff team in mm-hmm. a lot of people's
1: minds. I don't think Wisconsin will ever be a playoff team.
0: I'm starting to think <laughs> so, too. I'm, I had Ryan Steag on here a few weeks uh-huh. ago, and I asked him, if Wisconsin was to win a national title in any sport, what would be the next one to do it? And we couldn't come up with anything, because they always seem to be a good team that never wins a title. Like basketball was probably their best chance a few years ago when they played Duke and Frank Kaminsky was on that team (laughs) and they couldn't get it done. Hockey, they're not going to win one anytime soon. Football, they're a perennial almost team. Mm -hmm. They don't have baseball. I don't know what they would have that would be the next Wisconsin team to win a national championship in anything. We touched on Purdue last thing before we go to break. Purdue and what they've done with Jeff Brom has been pretty incredible, how he's been able to turn that program around. Obviously the big win over Ohio State, then they get blown out by Minnesota, then they take Wisconsin in three overtime, so it's been an up-and-down year. They should have a better year than what they have had, but still, uh, expectations weren't that high for a team like Purdue. Nonetheless, rumors have come out lately that Jeff Brom is considering leaving to take the head coaching job at Louisville. And he certainly has history there. He was the offensive coordinator there for a few years. But he's starting to build up something special at Purdue. They're starting to turn into a fairly good mm-hmm. program. I'm almost thinking, why would you want to go to a play- Would that be a step up, leaving Purdue for Louisville? I, just, I don't think it'd be a good move. And he denies the reports, but I just don't see what would be the benefit to doing it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Not to bring uh, Temple into this, but Matt Rule really built that program up. I thought he was never going to leave, and he up and left us, like, no tomorrow. And his reward is Baylor. Yeah. And he had something special there. Yeah. So I don't really know. I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves Louisville. I mean, leaves Purdue.
0: If they pay him a lot. Yeah. But I can't think of any other incentive than money. I mean, it's not going to be for success that he goes over there. He's starting to get that over at Purdue I just don't see how it would be a step up other than maybe financially. But Matt Rule was a good example because, mm-hmm. well, I'm sure you don't feel too sorry for him having to inherit the Baylor mess right now.
1: No. no. To this day. I mean, I really enjoyed Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, he's changed. He has changed. <laughs> so I'm not mad when I see Baylor just go up in flames.
0: Rachel Zerby <laughs> from ABC Marquette is with us. We'll take a timeout and finish this thing off in the sports pen. ESPN-UP, and the ESPN-UP app. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP, the ESPN-UP app. Don't forget, Pigskin Paydays back. Pick the winner of each week's game to win. Play all season long for the $100,000 grand prize, only at Ojibwa Casino, Barriga and Marquette. Tanner Hoops with you Monday afternoon. Rachel Zerbe in studio with us. Uh, we were talking about Matt Rule before the break. Talked about him off air. Uh, maybe his coaching future. Oh, shoot. Yeah, he did something special at Temple, but he inherited a mess at Baylor. Brown's job is open. If he really wants to prove himself as far as turning a program or a franchise around, he can do it
1: over there. I would love to see that.
0: Matt Rule that go would to Cleveland. Fun. Although, <laughs> reportedly... They're looking at Condoleezza Rice.
1: She denied that. Well, she didn't deny it, but she... Did you see the tweet? Yep, yeah. yep.
0: John Dorsey's denying it. I don't know what Condi thinks about it. I just don't see what... I mean, this is fascinating to think about. This sounds yeah. so much like a parody account, like this kind of a story. Uh-huh. But... I personally like Condoleezza Rice, but why would you want her as a football coach? I mean, <laughs> what has she done to prove that hey. she can be a football coach?
1: Yeah, where, like, where is this coming from? I know.
0: She, I mean, she was a secretary of state or whatever. People have their own opinions on how she Ooh, did it that. Yeah. But, I mean, what has she done as a football person to, uh, you know, she was. Uh, she's definitely been a mainstay as far as uh, when she's worked at USC and graduated from Notre Dame. You know, she was... Uh, always a supporter of those football programs and what have you. But what makes anyone think she can coach in the NFL? Yeah,
1: like that's, I don't really understand the process behind that. Like, I get, like, wanting to get females involved in the Mm. NFL, but, like, don't just hire one just to, like, say you hired one, you know?
0: Honestly, (laughs) I hope it happens. I think it would be cool. I do. The Browns aren't my team, so I don't really have any investment in it. And I just want to see it happen. I just kind of want to see what it would be like. Uh, Yeah,
1: but I don't know. The Browns, are you surprised coming from the Browns? No. Like, what a circus. If any team was (laughs) going to do it,
0: it would be them. But, you know, I'd like to see Condi scheme up an offense for a guy like Baker Mayfield and see what would happen. I think it'd just be fun. Yeah. I don't know who's going to coach the Browns here in the next year or so or what they're going to look like. Uh, Packers could be thinking the same thing. You think? I don't know.
1: If I, it's so funny because obviously I didn't really follow a lot of Packers people back in my day, but mm. now that I do, every Sunday or this past Thursday, fire McCarthy, yes. fire McCarthy, fire McCarthy, <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, these Packers fans do not like him. You can never it's get away from those funny. tweets. Yeah. You know,
0: every game day, you know it's going to be a given about uh-huh. eighty tweets to say fire Mike McCarthy.
1: But I mean, come on, you have one of the best quarterbacks on your team, mm-hmm.
0: and he's being and you're not to... doing
1: anything. Yeah. No.
0: I mean, the thing is, some people can say Mike McCarthy's got history behind him, that he's put up good offensive numbers, he's won you Super Bowl. I'm by no means one of those guys who is an advocate for the what have you done for me lately philosophy. But at some point, you need to have more success than what you're having right mm-hmm. now with Aaron Rodgers. And regardless of where your stance is on Mike McCarthy, what you're doing right now is not working. I mean, mm-hmm. you're either not putting up a good scheme for Rodgers, or you're not surrounding him with the pieces to win. And that falls on Ted Thompson Mm -hmm. as well. Personally, I think both of them should be gone, especially if they don't make the playoffs this year. If they don't make the playoffs, it's time to make a change. I just wonder who would be a good fit over there in Green Bay. And honestly, I tell you what, I wouldn't be surprised if the job opens up, if Josh McDaniels is a name that gets tossed around a lot. I know what happened with the fallout in Indianapolis, but... A chance to work with a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I mean, he works with Tom Brady. They put on a front, but they hate each other. <laughs> I mean, those two hate each other.
1: It's like, in a way, I kind of feel bad for Aaron Rodgers. I do too. But like, I do and I don't because I don't like the Packers, mm-hmm. so I would like to see them fail. Mm-hmm. But then it's like a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Like, I want to see him succeed. I do too. I do too. And that's just not going to happen in Green Bay, I don't think, unless no. if they get a change. I mean, and
0: how much do you think he regrets signing that extension now? Because look at what his best weapon was supposed to be. This year, Randall Cobb looks like a shell of himself <laughs> right now. I mean, Aaron Jones yeah. has been more impressive as of late. I still don't know that he's the long-term solution there. I don't know who is as far as the running back position. They obviously have to clear a ton of cap space if they want to have any shot at getting Le'Veon Bell. Um I don't know. I don't know what the Packers need to do to try and fix things, but...
1: There just needs to be a change.
0: It starts with the GM and the head coach. They need to change there before anything. Lions? I feel like Matthew Stafford has not played his best NFL football throughout his career. He's not played to the potential that he could. I really think he could be a top-tier talent, but he hasn't had the coaching that he's needed over time. I really think there's another level to him that we haven't seen.
1: I just don't think... Yeah, I, I... I don't know. He just hasn't proved himself.
0: No, but I don't know how much that has to do on him, Uh, has to do with him, or the coaching that surrounds him, to be honest with you. I mean, you put in a defensive mind with Matt Patricia. You had Jim Schwartz, of course. I just want to see him get matched up with an offensive mind and see what could happen because you look around the NFL and there's some great coaches with offensive minds that have great quarterbacks, Mm -hmm. like you know, Belichick has Brady, And Sean Payton has Drew Brees. Rodgers gets Mike McCarthy and Joe Philbin to work with. I mean, that's a big drop-off. And then Matt Patricia gets Matthew Stafford. Matt Patricia, his defensive players don't even like him. I mean, he's a defensive coach, and Darius Slay absolutely hates him after their snow practice the other Uh, day. That
1: doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what?
0: Like, what's the point? Your next four games are going to be indoors And what? What's the point? You go out there in your shorts making practice in the snow just because you're mad at him?
1: Oh, and just because you're a big, bad football guy, you're wearing shorts in the snow? Like, Mm -hmm. I hope you get frostbite. Not really, but that was mean. But... (laughs) (laughs) Like, there was just no no point of that. That's ridiculous. Like, come on. That's not how you're going to win your team over.
0: Then they come out, and they win on Sunday, and they probably shouldn't have won it. That was a terrible play call, by the way, by Ron Rivera to go for two at the end. And then... (laughs) cam just blows it yeah um but they somehow they end up winning and they keep their hopes alive i guess carolina was exposed as a pretender rather than a contender against pittsburgh a couple of weeks ago on thursday night football but i think the lines are really going to see if that outdoor practice had any effect on them this week when they take on the bears on thanksgiving I'm excited for this Thanksgiving slate. Are you? I mean, we get the Bears and the Lions. Get the Cowboys and Redskins in the afternoon. At night, you get the Saints playing against the Falcons. I don't know how good any of those games are going to be. Yeah. They might be entertaining games. I don't know if they'll be good games. But, you know, I'll watch them. They're football. They're on and everything.
1: I'll probably have it on in the background. Yeah. I mean, I'm just glad the Vikings aren't on Thanksgiving. because What's that? I don't need that stress on my life. Like, my dad, because... <laughs> We obviously would go with my family, and then my dad would be miserable if the Vikings play bad. Mm -hmm. He sits there and yells at the TV, and then my mom starts yelling at him, then we all start yelling. And then my uncle's a Cowboys fan, so then his game comes on after, Mm -hmm. and it's just a mess. So, I don't really like football on Thanksgiving, if I'm being completely honest.
0: Thanksgiving sounds fun with your family.
1: (laughs) It's wild. How about
0: NBA (laughs) games on Christmas?
1: I'll take that. Okay, good. That seems like it's right up your family's alley. so much better. It's.
0: Uh, let's see, Les Miles hired, as we mentioned, with Kansas, Mike McIntyre's out at Colorado, so college jobs are starting to open up, and they're going to continue to open up. If there was any high-profile job out there that could be opening up after this season, any that, I don't know, that you wouldn't be surprised to see maybe some team make a move somewhere, to me, I look at USC. I don't think it's going to happen. But if there's any Power 5 team, I think USC is fairly likely to part ways with Clay Helton. We'll see a lot about uh, how that goes this weekend when they play Notre Dame. If Notre Dame beats them and gets to the championship and USC's not bowl eligible, it'll go into the department's decision a lot. But I'm kind of excited to see what they decide to do, maybe what a few other programs decide to do.
1: Yeah, USC is kind of an interesting... I don't know, i I feel like those West Coast college football teams are kind of irrelevant. They kind of are right now. Like, college football, if you look at it, it's all, like, Midwest East Coast teams. It kind (laughs) of is right now, isn't
0: it? Like, who's the power in the West time zone? I can't even think of one right now. I mean, is the best team in the West time zone Washington Washington State? State. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, because they're good, but they're not going to compete. They're not going to be a top four team in the college football playoff. They probably beat like Central Florida, maybe, but
1: Okay. I need to bring this up first. Good, please do. (laughs) You have to respect what UCF is doing. Mm -hmm. And I can't stand the people who don't. Mm -hmm. I get it, they're not a power five conference. They're in the American Athletic Conference. It's not the best. Their schedule isn't the best. But they haven't lost a game in how many games? Twenty three. Twenty three games. Come on. Every team they play is not a fluke.
0: No. Like, Cincinnati was a good win this weekend.
1: Like, granted, they're, what, ninth in the poll? Eighth? Eighth or ninth or something? AP
0: has them up to eighth, but the AP's pretty irrelevant. Yeah. We'll see what tomorrow has.
1: That's, I don't know, I just think it's annoying when people bash them.
0: Well, I agree with you in that sense, because I I hate the four-team format for a lot of reasons. One of them being that you get these little schools, the group of five schools, the mid-majors, what have you, and they might run the table. Maybe it's a product of their schedule. Maybe they're actually a good, legit mm-hmm. team. But the problem with a 14 playoff is we'll never know.
1: Exactly. UCF, they don't have the chance to prove themselves. Mm-hmm. You know? Mean, They like, take care of business. Yeah, like they, they do. To- and the thing is, they haven't lost the game. They went through a coaching change, too. Mm-hmm.
0: And they picked up right where they exactly. left off. They did the same thing with... Josh Heupel, as they did with Scott Frost. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, I I agree with you. I wish that we had an expanded playoff so we could see how good teams like this really could be. Because how many years ago was it? Was it seven years ago? There were three teams that really could have played for the college football championship that year. And TCU was the one that got left out. And I think they were undefeated. And they were okay with it because they got Mm -hmm. to go to the Rose Bowl. But still, you never get to know how good those teams really are. On the other side of it, this season, I still wouldn't put Central Florida in the top four because oh, I think the goal no. is you put the what you believe to be the best four teams in the playoff when it's all said and done, mm-hmm. and I just don't think that they're better than Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame. Well, or well
1: I, absolutely not, and you look at their strength of schedule, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not... But we'll never know exactly. how good they and really that, That's be. what it's frustrating, so I'll never know, so... I'm going to respect the fact that they haven't lost a game in 23 games Mm -hmm. and they can play football. Like, they're not – I don't want to say they're not a fluke, but would they get exposed if they play a Clemson, a top-tier team? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Most likely. probably. Probably. But I think they'll put up a fight, but we'll never know. And that's what makes me angry about college football.
0: Let's do this right before we sign off. We'll look a little bit to the bowl slate. Let's assume the four teams that are there right now, Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan, will be the four in the college football playoff. If you could match UCF with any team in a bowl game, just for a great matchup, who would it be? That's putting you on the spot. Oh, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah but, that
1: is putting you on the spot. Oh, but
0: you've got teams like Oklahoma, who Josh Heupel played for. You've got Georgia, Washington State. You could match them up with Ohio State. Uh, West Virginia, maybe. I know they took a tumble. Texas, even. You can throw them up there. I mean... Any team that would be a really fun matchup to see UCF square off
1: with I feel like UCF and Oklahoma would kind of be fun. I think it would, too. Because they're both, like, UCF, they can score some points. Yeah,
0: they can. And <laughs> Oklahoma doesn't have a defense.
1: Yeah, so that, that, I feel like that would be fun.
0: Josh Heupel knows what think, Oklahoma's yeah. all about. I think that would be a lot of fun. I kind of hope that's a bowl game matchup. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, I don't know. We'll see. We've got still a lot to be decided this weekend and then conference championship weekend mm-hmm. as well. Rachel, thanks so much for being here And the uh, holidays <laughs> this week. Happy Thanksgiving again.
1: You too. Thank you. Rachel
0: Zerby from ABC Marquette. I'm Tanner Hoops. This has been the Sports Pen. Check back in with us tomorrow, 4 Eastern, 3 Central on ESPN-UP and the ESPN-UP app.